Iowa everywhere. Success in farming is all about precision and efficiency. Ensuring every seed, every drop of water, every nutrient and treatment counts. TerraPlex Ag is helping farmers all over Iowa and the Midwest do just that. With precision ag drone technology and support from TerraPlex, you'll boost your productivity and make timely and informed decisions, all while reducing your costs and increasing your profit. It's time to revolutionize your farming. Harvest the benefits with TerraPlex Ag. Visit TerraPlexAg.com. Good Tuesday morning to you, ladies and gentlemen. It is January 30th, 2024, and it is another episode of Making Mems. I am one half of this podcast. My name is Adam Pedersen, and the other half is the dreamboat, Jordan Bohannon. You say dreamboat? You are the dreamboat, Jordan Bohannon. What does that mean? It means you're freaking gorgeous stallion of a man dreamboat i honestly i don't think i've ever heard the adjective before well put it on your resume you're a dreamboat it's the eyes i think i like it it. oh my gosh that reminds me (laughs) of something i was gonna say last episode and i forgot to uh on one of our clips that got a ton of views apparently in the clip people thought you looked high or something (laughs) And someone what 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 clip? It was I can't remember what we were talking about. It was from like a two three weeks ago. And uh, wait, was it the six in the morning? It was on TikTok. Was it the one that I uh, we got up at like six in the morning to record? Was it that one? I think it was. And you looked. I, I mean, I think. I think your eyes have always just looked normal, but apparently someone thought you looked high. Someone commented on our video and asked where you get your weed. Wow. <laughs> I remember reading that. I, I chuckled. There you go. Do you want to know why I'm wearing this shirt, Jordan? Well, I know the last time we wore that shirt, we kicked somebody's ass on the golf course. Yes, we did. Uh, great video. Hopefully, one of these days, I can meet with Chris Williams and discuss those videos with him um, so everyone can see it. But I'm wearing this shirt because I look good in orange, baby. Um, Do you know what I'm referencing? Oh, did you do your research? <laughs> um, I saw. I read some stuff yesterday. I went down some rabbit holes. I saw that you were mentioned in a tweet that got many thousands upon thousands of views by Mr. Martin Mush. Uh, you guys had an interview. It sounds like, and a little juicy, little juicy interview is going to be coming out. Yeah. Um... You know, people that have followed me know we have ran into a couple of sports and analysts here or there. Yeah. And this one kind of fell in our lap. So really not much to talk about. It's just this guy. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a it's an intriguing story. I urge anyone that <laughs> likes college basketball and enjoys the kind of humor on the behind the scenes aspects of the college basketball landscape. Just to go and take a trip down the rabbit hole that you did, because it's a it's a pretty uh, funny, funny story. Yeah. Yeah. If you go to Jordan's uh, Twitter X, I guess we call it now. And from there, from there, you'll you'll just get set in the necessary direction you need to on something you shared. So uh, I read all that stuff yesterday and was just fascinated by all of it. But Big East Basketball, man, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, 
here's the thing. The only thing I'll say about it, um, the so the documentary that came out is about Ed Cooley, the coach that was at Providence. Now he now he's at yep. uh, um, Georgetown. Yep. And basically, there's a documentary made about the timeline with Ed Cooley coming in, what he did at the school. You know how much you know he was a huge figure at the school when he mm-hmm. was there, and then transition he goes to another big east school and they kind of tell the story of everything that happened i personally thought there it was a great documentary but um mm-hmm. there, there's some uh sports experts out there that did not yeah <laughs> i watched it i thought it was great yeah all right well we are bringing making memes to you live from the channel seed studios Channel Seed, we appreciate everything they do for this network and for us as a great sponsor. Uh, if anyone needs some some corn or some beans, uh, I don't know if they, I guess I don't know if they sell hay or other stuff, but check them out if you need some. Maybe you want to plant just like a half acre of some corn in your yard this year. Check out Channel Seed. They'll probably sell you that small bag if you really yeah. want. You know, the, my old barber shop, they always plant one little corn stalk. Right in front of the uh, barbershop. Really? It's right, yeah, it's right downtown Marion. Right when you pull into Marion, anyone that's from Eastern Iowa. Every single uh, round spring, they plant it, and then they watch it grow. And huh. it it's so funny because there's this huge, giant corn stalk <laughs> in the middle of a downtown grass area right in front of their barbershop. Do they still do it? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to become like a – it's going to become like one of those stops when you, like, visit a town – and people ask like the sites and stuff you have to see. It's gonna be you got to go see the corn stock. It's crazy how much Marion is. See, I thought growing up, I lived. It was a, I mean, it relatively it is a small town. You know, mm-hmm. Marion. Um, I thought Marion was such a small town compared to the rest of like ep- everywhere. Like even because mm-hmm. I never really ventured out to small small town Iowa. And now you know. And now I know. <laughs> it's not yes, small. My, my town, uh, about 1800, where I grew up and still live currently. And your graduating class? Uh, 48, I think it was. Yep, small. <laughs> Were you valedictorian? Oh, no. You want to know what's crazy? My class, uh, hands down, I don't think it can even be argued, smartest class that's ever gone through my the high school I went to. Uh, one of my best friends went to Harvard. Um, is went to Harvard? Yeah, is incredibly successful. Only kid from Elta that's ever gone Ivy League is incredibly successful. Still lives out in Boston. Uh, his Harvard stories. We should have him on sometime. His Harvard stories and like the people he met and was friends with and like what they've since gone on to do in life is it's kind of crazy. But I guess that's what happens when you're go to Harvard. You meet people that go out and change the world. Um, and all my friends, like we had like 13, 4.0s, so many people from my class and are like crazy, successful, amazing jobs. My best friend is a CFO of a company. Uh, another friend is probably a year away from being like the president of a huge company. Like it's wild. We were so small, but so many smart, successful people that were my friends in this class. And then there's, you know. I'm successful, but I'm just a farmer. I didn't have to be smart. I did get a 3.8, though. I don't even remember what I got in high school. Good enough to get into college. We know that. Wow, yeah. My GPA (laughs) in college wasn't the best, so. (laughs) 
Uh, well, how was how was your weekend, pal? Was it exciting? Um, not really. <laughs> okay, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm uh yeah, heading to Hawaii here in a couple weeks, so really excited. Um, yeah, so you're I'm, about ready to start hitting the road. Yeah, I'm just ready for summer. I I'm like I kind of broke up this winter kind of great like this February. I guess it's supposed to be nicer in the next couple weeks, but yeah, um, I'm leaving here from to the west coast from like the 12th to the f- beginning of march basically hmm. so i'm excited i it's weird because like we talked about this before this is the first winter i've actually had like a normal seat in my life <clears throat> yeah. so it's i think i'm experienced winter from a, a a different angle now yeah i realize it's not fun <laughs> at all like at all no like, like it went like, nothing fun to it no, not one bit. Christmas. Okay. Christmas. That's it. Christmas is wonderful. Christmas is wonderful. But yeah, once a, I'm a big, like, I love winter. I, I like what winter brings. It brings early darkness and short days on the farm after a long year. I don't like all the snow and all that. I like a, a inch here and there, a couple inches here and there. But ultimately, when January hits, like, let's just get it over with. Let's get to March Madness and let's start getting long days and playing golf again is the way I think. But, geez, if it wasn't so, honestly, if it wasn't so sloppy out there, we didn't have so much snow, we'd be able to golf this week. It's supposed to be in the 50s for, oh, like, it, a week straight. It is disgusting out. When that, that switch from the snow melting and all the sand on the roads and the mud everywhere, it, it's just gross. I vacuum my apartment twice a day because no matter how much I wipe my shoes off and stuff, like rocks and like sand and everything that was on there that's on them still i take my shoes off of my rug when i come in but they somehow all make it throughout my kitchen and everywhere and i'm always walking around barefoot cooking and stuff and stepping on sand and rocks i vacuum twice a day it's very annoying this this reminded me of a i'm glad you brought this up one i don't think that's that weird that you do that i think that's completely normal but mm. um i want to hear your thoughts on this okay <laughs> My one, I, I have some tests on people's character. Obviously, I never judge a book by its cover, but right. that's why we're friends. Yes. But <laughs> one of them I have is, and I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Okay. Is when someone, let's say it's a friend or someone, might even be a stranger, let's say they're coming over to the house. And obviously, it's kind of awkward to say for them to do something as they step in their house, but. Yep. My test as a character is if they take their shoes off. Oh yeah, when they get to the front door. Yeah, what's I'm your with thoughts? You. Uh, take them off unless I tell you that that's it's that fine. we don't have to. Right. Or if it's like, if you live in a city dwelling and it's super nice out and dry and clean, I get it. Like I'll probably still vacuum after you leave, but don't be coming in here. And taking all this sand and crap all over my apartment, especially I'm a clean freak and I don't like it. But yeah, if, if it's not your house, just assume they want your shoes off. I don't care if you're someone who says you don't like having your shoes off, then go home because you're taking them off of my house, buddy. So you're on the same page. As, as oh, yeah. Okay. I'll never forget. My mom had uh, she had I can't remember if it was her first shoulder or knee surgery. And it was when it was after college, I was still living at the farm when I had moved back and 
someone came to visit her. It was middle of winter, muddy as heck out on the farm. And they came out to visit her and brought food. And they just walked into the house, kept their shoes on, tracked mud all over my parents' white carpet. And I remember being so mad and so badly wanting to say something to this person. But I knew that my mom would be mad if I was disrespectful. And so I held my tongue. And as soon as they left, I said some not so nice things about that person. And then I got down on my hands and knees and started cleaning all the mud off my, my parents' white carpet. This person just walked in with muddy shoes right into the house to hang out. There was muddy footprints all over the house. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, was I fired up. I don't doubt it. <clears throat> but I always thought that was, like, incredibly disrespectful. And if, yeah. if someone just didn't even attempt to take them off. Yeah. Like, I get it. Like, some people just, like, they don't care. Like, you're going to walk yep. in your shoes. But I don't know. I was always taught if you step into someone's house, you should probably take your shoes off. Exactly. Because you're bringing all that dirtiness from outside with you. Let's contain that to the rug inside the door. But a lot of people aren't like that. A lot of people aren't like that. True. Oh, well, those people are stupid. Anyway, um, I didn't mean that, especially if you're one of our listeners. I didn't mean that at all. But if if you do, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, speaking of all this changing weather and everything, it's so if people don't believe that the climate is changing, I don't want to get political or anything, but I'm a firm believer that the climate is I've, I mean, I work in it daily. I've never seen swings like this where it's so warm now in winter and then it gets cold in summer. But uh, speaking of just sloppy farm, changing weather, we also want to thank Terraplex Ag for their sponsorship, a wonderful ag related farm-related company. They got drones. If you need stuff done on your farm via drones, whether it's seeding during the growing season, aerial footage, um, spying on your farm neighbor who's maybe crossed the property line too much and you want to get evidence so you can win in court, uh, don't maybe don't do that. But you should use Terraplex Ag. Their drones can help out so many facets of your farm operation. You want to check them out. That is Terraplex Ag. And they can most definitely help you uh, modernize and move into the new era of farming as technology becomes a bigger and bigger part of it. Thank you, Terraplex. We love you. (laughs) Should we talk some basketball, baby? Let's do it. It was a wild, wild week. We talked some Hawks and Iowa State, and then uh, I'll get to some national landscape stuff, but I'm eating crow because last week I said I expected a big win out of the Hawks against Maryland, and you cautioned me, and like always, you're right, and I was wrong, and Iowa blew it against Maryland. That I mean, that was a gut punch loss. They would be five and four right now in conference if they would have held on to that, but during the game, Iowa kept scoring. I wrote down a note. I said, has Iowa become a paint team now? Because they're scoring in the paint so regularly. And then I, I remember thinking during the game, I hope all these twos don't come back to haunt us. And we were shooting threes. We just couldn't make them. But we weren't shooting them at the normal clip I'm used to. But I guess if we're scoring efficiently in the paint, like consistently, it's not the end of the world. But uh, it came back to get us. And <laughs> Iowa dropped a home game to Maryland. That was just that was a brutal loss, buddy. It's almost like people just don't want to listen to me. Mm, yeah. 
If if people don't want to, at least your co-host should. <laughs> so I'm my apologies. Well, I warned you. I said it was go- it was probably going to be an ugly game, which yeah, it was. Yeah, and it was probably going to be in the high mid sixties. Which it was. You you want me to keep going? (laughs) You get. You were right. We get it. (laughs) But no, I mean Maryland's just a dangerous team. I I think. I mean, looking back after, I mean, we'll talk about Michigan here in a second. But Mm -hmm. they get Michigan at home. They get Maryland at home. We're looking at a totally different. Yeah, I know hindsight twenty twenty. But we're Mm -hmm. looking at a huge shift on where we stand in the Big Ten. And a huge shift at making a run into the NCAA tournament for yep. sure, not in on the bubble. Yep. Yeah, it was uh man. And after the game, like we found out some personal stuff that had going on. Peyton Sanford had lost his grandmother, and he said like she hadn't been able to watch because she had dementia, and then he was like emotional because he's like She's in heaven now. Maybe she can finally watch me for the first time. He said he was having trouble focusing. You saw how emotional he was after the game. And at the time, obviously, none of us knew except the his teammates and coaches, obviously. And you see in the press conference when he's trying to fight back tears while talking about how he let feels like he let the team down and how he should have played better. And you see Tony kind of just go over and give him a little pat on the back. And like looking back at that now, it like that pat on the back, it seems it seems more relevant because Tony knew what was going on, but obviously you guys, you guys are a brotherhood. So you keep things locked up, but um, none of us knew what was going on at the time. Obviously Tony did. So obviously that lends a little bit to why he didn't have the greatest game maybe, or why things had, I think the game before that too, it wasn't great. He probably was playing with a heavy heart, not being able to focus a ton, Um, but he bounced back in a big way against Michigan, which was awesome. But so that did provide a little context, I think, as to why he had the game he had against Maryland. Yeah, I mean, it just goes to show all the little things that, I mean, it's complex what college mm-hmm. athletes deal with on a daily basis. I mean, you just never know. I think that's why I've always been such a huge advocate for these college athletes because, I mean, it's kind of the same con. It is the same concept as any professional athlete that's playing on TV. It's kind of just like you're a – not a zoo animal, but you're kind of just like <laughs> you're kind of just like out there for entertainment. Obviously, like people mm-hmm. are just watching you for entertainment, and people forget you're kind of a human being. Not kind of you are a human being that mm-hmm. is dealing with problems and you know my family issues or you know, girlfriend broke up with you. You know, tests coming up. You know, there's all these kind of things that are happening. You know, hurt ankle that no one knows about, mm-hmm. and um. Now, I've always, I've always been, you know, someone that's really like to try to keep that out of the public just because of, you know, how people are crazy out there. I mean, you can take one thing where someone's grandmother died and they'll still run with, oh, that shouldn't matter. Like, they should still be ready to play. I mean, it's just crazy. The people yeah. out there that would say comment like that. But that's the world we live in. But I have mad respect for those guys. Cause obviously, Iowa has dealt with a lot yeah. this season. Um, I, I think literally that's what the third grandmother that has passed away on the Iowa team, which is crazy. Yeah. yeah it's um, been a, yeah, it's been an emotional year for the Hawks. Yeah. But I mean, still, they're still looking really great. They have, they have some great opportunities ahead. Everything that's happened already. They're still right in the hunt of being able to be mid to top pack the big 10. Um, but 
you got a lot of props for those guys because I, I know what they deal with on a on a you know behind the scenes, which mm-hmm. is important. It, once you're able to see that, I think a lot of fans shift their mindset towards all of these players just because they they go they they go more in depth of what they deal with on a daily basis. Um, yeah, I don't know if you watched. There's a video put out on Instagram and and X on last night, um, and the videographer of Iowa and social media team. They put out a video of the Michigan trip in the background and, you know, dealing with logistical issues or dealing with, you know, everything behind the scenes behind sure. the before the game, after the game. I thought that was really cool because that kind of gives gave a spotlight to what what goes on, actually. Like, you know, people realize, like, how much mm-hmm. time goes into basketball. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of it that goes into time and money. Um, and you know, shoot around before games for an hour, you know, pregame meal, pregame quiz, going over the scouting report, um, post game, you know, getting treatment, treatment before the game, you know, flying to arenas, flying back to arenas. There's just so much logistical, you know, stuff that goes into a lot of this, you know, this, mm-hmm. this art of work that we call it. Yeah, um, and I think once more people see this behind the scenes of it, I think a lot of people say, "Damn!" Like one, that's awesome that they're able to experience that, but two, there's just a lot of shit that happens. <laughs> yeah, it's a, uh, it's pretty much a full time job, like a full time working week job, and also doing school. And I've always been someone who totally understands like why athletes can't work, or I don't think you guys are allowed to like, have jobs, right? I don't and know. That's why they, like, scholarships come into play and like stipend money there. Yeah, you're supposed to. There's some. There's rules about yeah, having jobs as a college. It's just incredibly yeah. idiotic. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, I just I remember I, when I went to you and I, I was friends with some of the athletes there, and and I'd be sitting around talking to them, and they would just tell me their schedule. And I mean, obviously, like it's freaking cool what you guys get to do and the notoriety and stuff that comes with it. But I totally understood why they get like the scholarship check and the stipend they do and stuff that color covers expenses because that's your life. That is your, you're basically beginning your working life. The hours you're putting into it that's required of you. And it's like 6am start every day. And my favorite thing is too, when I see, I, I mean, when I was going through, I saw this a lot, not only myself, but a lot of college athletes out there. A lot of people on the outside would say, like, oh, wait till you get in the real world. Wait till you get in the real world. Why do you think people want to hire athletes? That's they're what I'm saying. Like like, doing it. Why do you think there's so many athletes that do so well in the real world? Is because yeah. they, they've they dealt with so much adversity at such a young age Dude, that they're, yeah. they're so primed to excel at whatever they do next. Obviously, there's examples that isn't the case mm-hmm. because of whatever happens beforehand, their background or whatever. But majority of time, they're looking to hire athletes because of the experience not only we have, but you know that what we went through. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's jobs out there that are extremely tough, and I'm not putting anything down towards that. But yep, um, there's just like a work ethic you have to have to be a Division One athlete. Like, mm-hmm. It's just not given to you. Nothing is giving to you on a daily basis. Everything you have to earn every single day. Yeah, and sports teaches you winning and losing, how to be a team player, and uh, if 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 you weren't one of those people while you're on a team, the company's probably not going to keep you around for long or want you because you know being able to cooperate and 
know your role and work together like you do in sports translates into the working world. I wish everyone played sports. Same. <laughs> They're so huge for life. Literally, yeah, and it's not even like a joking matter. I know I'm laughing, but it's just crazy. Like, just simple comparisons that sports has to real life, and the yep. humility of losing and winning, the um, going through adversity and not just laying over and not responding. Yep. I mean, how many people do you know in your life? I know that I know in my life too that the second that adversity hits them, they just crumble and. Mm-hmm. They don't respond at all and they don't learn from it. I mean, isn't that ultimately what adversity is, is you have adversity and it's not used for anything but learning from it and not doing yep. the same thing that you did beforehand. Yep, right but on. For whatever reason, a lot of people just don't have those basic concepts. And I, I think every single person should have a foot in sports, some shape or form in one way of their life. Because if you don't have those characteristics, I don't really see how I don't want to say you can be successful, but have successful traits of, you know, future in your life because you just never have experienced that at that kind of angle with sports. Yep. Amen. Um, That was a fun little, fun little tangent we went on there. Hmm. And back to while we're talking about sports, back to these basketball games, um, the this kind of like couples the Maryland and Michigan game together. Tony, or uh, golly, I'm doing what Gary Dolphin does, calling him Tony Freeman. Owen Freeman, um, he's, I wish he's, he's, I know he's a freshman. Uh, some silly fouls out of him. Pretty much every game this year, he's, and I, and I watch these games. I will agree with a lot of the things people are saying that I do not think he's getting a fair whistle from these officials a lot of games. Uh, he's getting mauled on the offensive end and not getting calls and then getting some touchy fouls. But he does bring some of it on himself. He'll be straight up on a guy, and then he'll put his arm down. Like, last-second shot clock, he's got a guy pinned where it's going to be a terrible shot. He's going to throw up with a shot clock buzzer, and he'll put his arm down and foul the person, and I'll just be like, brother, your wingspan is like seven four. You were standing straight up and down. Like, he's not getting a good shot off on you, buddy. And so I just wish he'd be a little smarter with the fouls because when he's when he has to come out of games, it very clearly affects the Hawks, especially down low. I mean, we're already not a great rebounding team, and it gets even worse when he goes out, except if my boy Laggy can play. Um, he helps. But, uh, yeah, and I wish – and another thing I'm noticing about Owen, and hopefully he'll, like, do the Luca trajectory where he continues to work his butt off and develop more and more. Um, he seems very hesitant to take like a 12 foot jumper when he like pops off a screen. He's afraid to take that. Oh, you're, you're fired up. He'll like pass up a wide open shot and I'll be like, brother, if you could hit this, this would be huge. I don't like it. You know, you know my thought. (laughs) I don't like it. (laughs) Dang it. I thought you were going to agree with me. I thought he might be the exception. Nope. All right. So (laughs) Owen Freeman, keep it down low. If you're going to be shooting a jumper, it better be a three. Well, there's just no reason to. I mean, he's shooting. He's leading the Big Ten in field goal percentage. True. And he, he actually did take a three against uh, Michigan. So maybe he's been working on it, and maybe it's slowly going to build into his repertoire. 
I doubt uh, Fran liked that. I'm sure we didn't get the camera angle, but I bet <laughs> he either turned around and looked at his coaches or he went <laughs> one of the two. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, Tony. Oh, my gosh. This guy is on fire, buddy. He is. Con- he is. I mean, he is very clearly come into the player Hawkeye fans across the country. We're hoping he could be this year. He is taking over games defensively, finishing down low, creating open shots for other guys because he's now driving and being aggressive. I mean, he is absolutely on fire lately, and I love to see it because we're going to need him to continue to set the tone like that. When him and Peyton are both on, it's easily one of the best one-two combos in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, what, but what we talked about last week, I'm going to. There you go. Pat Back myself yourself. on the back here. I told yep. you. Yep. Tony and Peyton need to be the guys that shoot the majority of the shots or this yep. team will not be able to make a run. As yep. you see, that, I mean, it's a guards game. I, I I know everyone always talks about that postseason. It's a guards game. You have guys that step up. The guards going to have to do the majority of the work to get you know everyone else involved. Um, and what Tony and Peyton have been able to do, especially against Michigan, when they play really well, like I, I would love to see their stats when Tony and Peyton at least have 15 points. I, I would I would imagine Iowa's probably undefeated. Like oh, yeah. Have. Yep. Um, a tweet yesterday from David Eicholt. He said, Tony Perkins is currently the only player in the Big Ten and one of eight nationally with 300 points, 80 assists, 75 rebounds and 35 steals. So he's definitely playing great. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing him use that COVID year if he has it to come back and play again for the Hawks. I don't know why he wouldn't. But before before we touch on, I don't, I don't want to get away from this. So we, mm-hmm. we are going to talk about Tony. Mm-hmm. One thing I want to say about these those statistics. Mm-hmm. And take Uh-oh, it for what's go. worth. Take it for what's yeah. worth. Expert opinion coming. We're coming up with the most crazy statistics nowadays. <laughs> like, what are we doing? This guy has 17 backflips, 14 missed shots that hit the right side of the rim. 13, only player in the country shooting 70% on a Tuesday night. Only player in the country shooting 37% from three at the top of the key on a Friday night after they went out all night and are hungover. Like, what are we doing? Uh, this is why we have the expert opinions Jeez. of a former player. I mean, I get it. I check. do. I get it. I do. <clears throat> but also, we gotta we gotta draw a line at some point. All Someone's right. gotta say no more. <laughs> All right, Tony, just keep playing good, buddy. Just He's keep playing, playing good. And let's worry about let's worry about the only the only things we care about is dubs and L's. Let's just keep stacking dubs. Oh, uh, it was. Go ahead, yeah, buddy. To, but to go on along my point, Tony has been playing such at a high level. I mean, his mm-hmm. ability, I think now you've seen, I'm sure Coach McCaffrey has gone into Tony of pushing the ball a lot harder in transition off makes or misses mm-hmm. because that just makes huge openings for everyone on the court because this defense is scrambling. And, you know, my when I was there, his mindset for his point guards was, to get the ball into the paint as quick as possible or get the ball below the free throw line as quick as possible. That doesn't even mean if you have to pick your dribble up and jump stop and turn around because your ability just to get to the paint as a point guard in transition or off a make or miss 
everyone is scrambling because they got to do help defense. Guys are helping mm -hmm. in. You guys are helping over. The skip pass is there. Then they're scrambling to close out. There's just so much that opens up by them just doing that simple thing. And I think that's what I'm assuming Coach McCaffrey has told Tony. And Tony has definitely done the perfect job. Yep. Amen. And he's going to need to uh, keep doing that for us and Peyton, hopefully also. Um, because one thing, if I, I don't want to be a negative Nelly and pick nits, but I'm still not a huge fan of some of the silly fouls Iowa picks up. And I'm noticing a lot of them coming from Freeman, Dix, and um, Brock. And I'm, I'm not saying it's all them, but I've, it's, I think it's just a product of being young and still having to like get into the flow of a game and learn from those mistakes. I'm trying to constantly remind myself that two of them are 18, maybe 19 now, years old. Like I know that they're big-time athletes you're watching on TV, but they're still very young. But yeah, some silly fouls when it looks like we'll have a guy trapped. I mentioned Owens. Some dumb reaches here and there that really can kill the flow when the offense is rolling or give some freebie points at the end of the game to teams when it's just so unnecessary. So hopefully they'll clean that up. But I've noticed that being a bit of a trend for the Hawks. It's a little concerning is some bad fouls when it looks like we have a good defensive stop. And you've asked me on over the phone about my comments on the officiating and stuff yes. in the past, in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> the only reason why I haven't said anything, I know shocker Jordan, <laughs> the ref accountability officer, he's got to be out there calling everyone out. Mm -hmm. I call a spade a spade. We've had some very <clears throat> stupid fouls. Yeah. And that's the only reason why I haven't been on the rest because we have fouled them at the most crazy times. Yep. Um, you know, for example, Patrick fouled someone from 90. I know he didn't try to, but he was just going for offensive rebound at Michigan. And he accidentally reached in on a guy 94 feet from the basket with his ball, with his back turned with the ball. Yep. I, I know Fran does not like that. I can tell you one thing. If you do <laughs> if you don't do if you do anything with Coach McCaffrey and you don't want to get in trouble, don't foul someone 94 feet from the basket because mm -hmm. I promise you you're either be ending on the bench or you're gonna be having your ass chewed out at film, one of the two. Yep. The next day. But can't have that's it. the only reason. That's the only reason why I haven't said anything about the refs. All right. Well, when they deserve it, we know who's gonna oh. be there. To lay the smack down. You, you know, I'll, I'll come around. Like, there'll be a game here in the next couple of weeks, I bet, where oh yeah, someone's going to have to either put me in jail or... <laughs> Don't worry, I'll come bail you out. <laughs> you do look right. good orange. <laughs> All righty. Big game tonight. At Assembly Hall. Iconic arena. Huge home court thing. Fans there are nuts. Um I do think, though, that Iowa can win this game, partially because Indiana, it's a game-time decision. He has not played the last two games. Their big Kalel Ware um, is, I think he's averaging like 14.5 a game, 9.5 rebounds per game. He's their top uh, field goal percentage guy. Uh, he sprained his ankle really bad about 10 days ago, has not played the last two games. I did read up on him and look into what it was looking like um it's going to be a game obviously the coaches probably know if he's playing or not but obviously they don't want to give anything away they said he's not walking with a limp anymore still some swelling they'll see if the swelling goes down but if he doesn't play i really love the hawks chances as long as we can keep owen out of foul trouble down low 
Um, but it is also assembly hall where it's very hard to get wins. So big game tonight for the Hawks. Same record as Indiana in conference. They're both tied for 10th, four and five. Um, Got to have it. Not the end of the season if we don't get it, but a win that we really should should need to get here. I'll be very shocked if they pull out a win tonight. I'll be honest. Okay. Just because of, and don't take this wrong way, I pray mm-hmm. they, they do win. Um, but just with the fact of their short turnaround with Michigan, yeah, um, coming back um, from a Michigan is time change from Michigan back to Iowa, time mm-hmm. change back, back to Indiana here in a short turnaround on a short two day prep mm-hmm. uh, with guys that played heavy minutes against um, against Mar- or against Michigan. Mm-hmm. I'll be I'll be surprised if they pull this one out just because of that and how hard it is to win at Indiana. You know, yeah. Indiana has lost three in a row. So you, I know I don't like to factor in past things like I'm talking about, but I'm just saying, uh, being a realist here, what's what's probably going to happen is going to be a probably a sloppy game a little bit here, um, just because of the where we're at in the season. We talked about this last episode where we're at in the season with both teams. Indiana's kind of on a lifeline right now, and I, I would be shocked if Indiana doesn't come out and absolutely try to make a statement tonight yeah. just because of what's on the line. And you look at the records, four and five. It, it isn't the end of the season, but this is a big swing right here. If you're able yeah. to get to five and five instead of four and six and start separating yourself from the bottom half compared mm-hmm. to the middle half and the top middle, that's a big difference especially for seeding, for opportunity to, you know, get into a better seed for um, not only Big Ten tournament, but NCAA tournament potentially too. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, those are just my thoughts. I think there's just a lot of at stake for Indiana to really lay a goose egg tonight. I would be really shocked. And it being at home, it's – but how many times have we seen in McCaffrey era that Iowa has pulled out wins like this when no one believed they would? Um, yeah, so and they've won four. One. They've won four straight against Indiana, which is wild. Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, they've won. I think they've won two in a row at Assembly Hall, or maybe some of those wins were in the Big Ten tournament. Um, post you absolutely just destroying them that one game and making me pass out. Um, but yeah, it's uh, Iowa like across the board, like even defensively and stuff. <laughs> We're better in almost every single category, including offensive rebounds, total rebounds, assists, way better. So, like, statistically, everything's better. But that stuff goes out the window a lot of time in huge conference games. Indiana is hungry. I mean, they played Illinois at Illinois down to the wire without – I don't know if he's their best player. He's definitely one of their two or three best. They're big and where. Didn't even make a three and still went down to the wire. So – yeah, they're hungry for a win and to keep their tourney hopes alive. So it, it will be a very hard win. Iowa, I mean, I know we can explode offensively in a matter of moments, but I think it's important to at least come out sharp and stay in the game, not try to get buried early. Yeah, I think that's the big mindset. The first four minutes are really important in this game. Yeah. Just because of what's at stake for Indiana. I mean, at Iowa too. I mean, you can you can say the the counter argument. Iowa has a lot of stake at this point yeah. in the season as well too, based off the record. But 
Um, you know, it's going to be a great matchup with, with Tony and, and Xavier Johnson. Xavier Johnson's, uh, you know, been there forever like I was. So he has a lot of experience. He's playing in big, big time games. Um, yep. I know he's a, he's a very, very great point guard, very skilled, plays really great defense. Um, and that's something Indiana has been always notorious for. So I would imagine what they normally do, they're going to get up in our guards and really pressure them on the half court, um, really make them work for shots. I would imagine they're going to be face guarding Peyton. They're not going to let him get any breath open for air for a three. Um, so we're going to really have to try to get Tony and Peyton going from the get-go. Those two guys don't get going from the start. It's going to be a long night probably for Iowa. Yep. And uh, that makes kind of Mike you the game uh, be Josh Dix. I think he's going to be important to be able to make some shots here and there when he has his chances. So teams start to key on him a little more so it'll hopefully help open up things for Peyton and Tony um but we shall see I think it's six o'clock on the Big Ten Network tonight so go Hawks let's hope we pull it a W then Friday they host Ohio State and we'll have a ton of recap on that and stuff next Tuesday but regardless of what happens tonight hopefully Iowa can bounce back with a home win against Ohio State on Friday Iowa has had will have had two conference games to Iowa State's none by the time Iowa State plays another game this coming Saturday. So the Hawks have been through the ringer. Some nice rest for Iowa State. Iowa, uh, after Ohio State, they will have a six, like a five-day, five-and-a-half-day rest before their next game against Penn State, which will be much needed and nice. Those day, those off days, I tell you, because this point of the season, there's not any off days. Mm-hmm. And when you have that one break, there's always that one long break you have in the, in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. It is the best feeling ever. I tell you what, I did not go to class that off days when we, <laughs> when we had them. I slept the whole time. <laughs> well, that happens, buddy. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's do an exciting moment here quick. We have to announce a winner for something, for a competition for Iowa everywhere. So if people remember, I think it was last episode, we talked about this love is in the air contest we're doing with Iowa everywhere, Iowa everywhere for a Kane Brown concert. Um, let's see here. The concert is April 18th, I believe. And you can go to, or you can email win at Iowa and tell us why you're thankful for your partner. And if you don't have a partner, maybe a best friend or a family member or something, but, and then we want to give you a pair of tickets to go see Kane Brown plus a $50 gift card for dinner before the show in Des Moines. Um, and so I have been given the information on a winner that we get to announce. This is so exciting, isn't it? All right. Let's see here. Drum roll, please. The winner of two tickets and a $50 gift card for dinner before the show, Kane Brown. Zach Odin. Yeah, let's go, Zach. You know him? No. Oh. (laughs) Nice. Um, Maybe cousin to Greg Odin? Who knows? Maybe. (laughs) But Zach Odin, congratulations. Hope you're listening. And uh, make sure that you get a hold of us to collect your prize. And um, if it's a girlfriend or whatever, I hope you just have the best time ever. For my money, you should, if this is like a gift certificate that can be used anywhere, 
I totally think you should go to Simon's in Des Moines. The food will completely blow your mind. Um, but I've got so many more options. That's my number one option. Nice little romantic steakhouse date. The food there is freaking insane how good it is. And great whiskey, too. So you should check out Simon's if you like that kind of food. But congratulations to Zach Odin. How about that? And I think you can still enter. Uh, so we have more to give away. So win at iowaeverywhere.com. Tell us why you are thankful for your partner. Wasn't that exciting? Congratulations, Zach. Yep. Congratulations, buddy. You and your dreamboat of a partner can go look at a dreamboat of a man, Kane Brown. I'm not a huge fan of his music, but he is a very attractive man. You don't like his music? Yeah. I'm a 90s country twangy guy. Uh, I like some modern stuff, but I'm, I'm... He's pretty twangy, though. If you've heard... like, his... I do love his song, Why I Love Country Music, or whatever it's called. Oh, it's a bop. I'll listen to it while I'm at the weight room. His story... Do you know his, his story? Kane Brown's yeah, story? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, good for him. It's uh, he's having some very well deserved success. My my brother uh, was down in Destin, Florida. My oldest brother, um, they have a, a place kind of right right by the beach area. Yeah, and they were out to eat with some of their friends down there, and they're they sat down and they looked to the right. I don't remember the exact who was all in the party, but it was Kane Brown, Ninja. What the Fortnite player ninja? Ninja, <laughs> and I don't know if it was Tim the Tapman, and then there's some other one, but there's like a couple of like Fortnite streamers and gamers, and it was Kane Brown, and I think his wife was his wife was there too. Caitlin and Caitlin Brown. Yeah, yep. And after they they both like got out out of dinner at the same time, and went outside, and I think they're they're walking out behind them and my sister-in-law stopped them and asked them for a picture and get a picture with their kid. And, um, that's awesome. It was pretty cool. Yeah. It was pretty cool. They said they were like the nicest Kane and Caitlin were like the nicest people ever. Yeah. That's what, for the most part, that's what, that's the beauty of country music is almost always they're going to be super nice and cordial and, and definitely willing to give a few minutes of their time for fans, which is awesome. Yeah. The great thing too, is like the dinner, no one stopped them when they're eating, they said, which is, yeah, let people eat. That's another one, like taking your shoes off and yep. letting people eat their food yep. and not interrupting them at yep. a dinner. Just, just two things. Mm -hmm. Well, when this when this pod is doing like a million downloads an episode and we're just super big time, um, because you're the dreamboat, people are probably going to be wanting to come up and interrupt our dinner. I'm not talking to, talk to anyone to talk to you, <laughs> and I'll have to stop them. And they'll be like, "Who are you?" And they won't even know that I'm half the podcast. No, but they'll say you look good in orange. They will. <laughs> and which will be a good thing, because maybe if they don't know who I am, my ego will get the best of me, and I'll beat them up and get put in jail, and I'll mm. have to wear orange. Well, we don't want that. <laughs> hey, I have another exciting read for us to do. A new sponsor to Iowa Everywhere and this show is DRF Sportsbook. Have you heard of them? I have. Yep. So DRF Sportsbook is um, it's a new app. It's only in Iowa currently. So you'll get great customer service um, if and when you need it. But they're a new partner with us. Um, we're super happy about this. Hopefully that we can help them grow and we can grow right along with them in the process. Um, some things to know here about them. Like I said, they're only Iowa-based through and through operating here. So they're going to have a bunch of cool like Iowa bets and promos and stuff for sports in the state. 
Um, but we do have a new user offer. So we've got you covered there. This is what you do. You download the DRF Sportsbook app from the App Store or go to Iowa or sorry, IA.DRF.com. And when you're signing up, if you enter the promo code Iowa300, when you sign up, you will receive a 100% deposit match up to $300. So if you put $300, they're going to match you, and you'll get a $50 bet credit when you sign up using that promo code. So if you have a like a two-bad week, two bad week stretch where you lose that 300 guess what? You might get hot. You'll have the 300 they gave you. You might turn it into 300000 and you no can guarantees. go into early retirement. No guarantees. Yeah, no guarantees. <laughs> Gamble responsibly. Um, if you have an issue, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. They can always help you. But um, I want to, because we're doing this and reading for DRF Sportsbook now, I was going to give my opinion on a nice little parlay that I think people could sprinkle a few bucks on tonight. You are a parlay prince. I, will I am the that. parlay prince, baby. I like, and these are some big numbers, so people calm down, but I feel very strongly about them. I think North Carolina is going to cover the eight and a half tonight at Georgia Tech. North Carolina is my favorite team in the country right now. They are veteran loaded with awesome talent. RJ Davis, Baycott, they are a really good team. And I like Michigan State tonight at home against Michigan. They're favored by 11 and a half. If you don't think they can cover that, maybe you can tease it up to like seven and a half or something or just take money line. I do think Michigan State is going to bounce back big from that game they had against Wisconsin. At home, rivalry game, I expect a big win from them. And I also like George Washington plus 12 and a half at Dayton. Dayton's ranked. I know it's the A-10. You think, oh, the ranked teams are going to beat the unranked teams easily. No, George Washington ain't bad. They have they're way far better offensively than Dayton. Dayton's just very efficient with their offense and good defense. But I very strongly think George Washington can cover the 12 and a half against Dayton. So do what you want with those. If they all lose, don't come at me. I'm human. I'm not perfect. But those are my thoughts. I was big into parlays last year. I have I'm proud of myself. Yeah, I haven't I haven't sports bet this like this college basketball season i kind of miss it a little bit yeah well it's uh it takes you on a wild ride let me tell you that i do it almost nightly oh <laughs> imagine playing it i know i can't imagine oh man we have talked a lot we've got as we're closing out here a little bit we better talk about iowa state and then we'll talk about as much national landscape as we can or if we don't have time we've already talked about some of it but iowa state had a huge week it was they welcomed in the Kansas tour, knocked out Kansas State, knocked out Kansas at Hilton. Um, I was rooting for your boy Hunter. He had a good game. He was really good at the end there. He's uh, one thing I've noticed about him. He's very smart. He just makes well, such uh, good. Uh oh. Well, basketball smart. Yeah. <laughs> he makes such smart passes out of the post, and like he doesn't panic and rush and like do something dumb on the basketball court. Maybe he's not smart off the court. That's for you to decide. No, I'm I'm just I'm just kind of messing with you. He's a he's a great guy, <laughs> good friend of mine. Um, yeah. But you know what's funny? After the game, of course, I get I get thrown into the fire by the Iowa State Cyclones yep, here. Of course, <laughs> guys, I'm not I'm not playing anymore. Okay, <laughs> I want to be I want to be social. I want to be friends. I don't want 
bad blood. Like, I get it. Okay. I left shoes on the court. I get it. I get it. Yeah. You don't have to be so mad about it. Can we move yep. on? Can we, can we rekindle our relationship? Yeah. It's I don't play anymore. The silliest thing ever. And I, to go along that point, I get, I'm not joking. You Adam. I got a ton of tweets to me after the Kansas game about a podcast I recorded three and a half months ago of Hunter <laughs> Dickinson saying he was going to do something for me at, at when he played at Hilton. I'm like, <laughs> I didn't even say it, yep. but I'm like, how'd your, then I got all these tweets like, Oh, how'd your boy like that ass kicking at Hilton? How's Hilton <laughs> feeling today? J Bo. I'm like, guys, I'm not playing. I don't care. Okay. I don't care. Hunter's a great friend of mine. I don't care yep. though. If they win or lose. Oh, uh, Iowa, Iowa state. There will never be a day when, uh, there's any rationale. Gosh. And maybe I'm... always going to be consistently a little bit of a little brother behavior. That's all I'll say about that. I would have said that two years ago, but I've been anyone that's been following me. I haven't said anything bad no. about Iowa state. I've no, not, I'm seen... the jerk on the show. Not you. <laughs> I'm going to slam my head against them. Uh, well, congrats to Iowa State on their – honestly, I expected both those wins. It's nearly impossible to win at Hilton. That environment was nuts. Um, Iowa State goes to Baylor. So they're up to number 12 now in the poll. They go to Baylor Saturday. They haven't been great on the road. I mean, not a ton of teams are. Everyone's different at home usually. But except for some reason, Iowa seems better on the road. It's wild. Um, big, big game for them at Baylor. And a lot of, I saw a lot of Iowa state fans and like my friends too on social media, like saying, I'm not going to get excited until we prove we can win on the road. I was like, man, you guys have a really good team. I'd be excited regardless. Uh, Baylor's new arena looks awesome. It's smaller. The fans are going to be wild. It's going to be a crazy environment. So we will see how TJ and the Cyclones hold up there. I have no predictions. It's, you can't predict anything in the big 12. So we'll see. Well, as we talked about before in the last couple of weeks, Iowa State's schedule is just incredibly insane. Mm -hmm. The next two and a half weeks, three weeks. Yep. Because um, realistically, we got 11 games left of conference play in the Big 12. I think it's around 10 for Big 10. Yep. Teams. I mean, I was watching Texas Houston last night. There's just some, the Big 12 is just different this year. Like they're the teams are so damn good. Every <laughs> single one of them. Like, I don't even know. This has to be one of the best leagues top to bottom in a long time that I've seen. Mm -hmm. My junior year at Iowa, the Big Ten was kind of like that. But I don't know if I've seen this many teams that just have a capability of making a run and winning their conference. I really haven't. Of any yeah. league I've ever seen. It's crazy. It is crazy. Um, a couple more national landscape things to touch on here. You and I, good grief, 10-point lead in the second half against Drake on Saturday. I was so fired up. I just remember I sent you a Snapchat saying, you got to show this to Matt Bohannon. We're getting jacked up. And then I checked my phone. I had something I had to be at. I checked my phone and see they lost by 14. That's the most typical, like the last couple years, you and I, they're like artists. It's like poetry and how they blow second half leads. I hate to say it. Um, but how do you get out? They got outscored by 24 over a span of like 10 minutes to lose by 14. That was a that was a huge 
conference game. They've still won 10 of 12 or 11 of 13, whatever it is. They're still hot. I still have a lot of confidence that they're going to continue to improve. They didn't have Bowen Bourne for that game. so But that was that was a bummer to see you and I not be able to hold on at Drake. But it is what it is. That's that's a place that that's hard to win, though. Mm-hmm. The play I saw a picture on social media. It looked like the place was just actually absolutely chaotic. Oh yeah, the nap center was buzzing. Yeah, that's a cool place. I took actually I took a unofficial visit to Drake. I did you? I got offered a scholarship, and honestly, after it was right after you and I pulled my scholarship, I was really close to going to Drake after hmm. this um crazy and yeah it was a great school it's a phenomenal school like yeah. the campus obviously the academics wise like i don't they they have a chance to do something special at that program i mean i know mm-hmm. they've already have but they're like that that's a place that a lot of people i know it's hard to get into but a lot of people is like, that's a, definitely a place that a lot of people i think would love to go to yep all right i want to as we wrap up here the games on Saturday, I'm so jazzed. I'm, I am so like happy to be a bachelor right now and just be able mm-hmm. to get my work done. Unless I have a another something going on, and then just sit and watch basketball all day. I'm a basketball fiend. I love college basketball. I've liked it my whole life. But Saturday, you got obviously Iowa State, Baylor, UConn at St. John's in a sold out Madison Square Garden is going to be just insane. I could see St. John's pulling off that upset at number one UConn. Marquette goes to Georgetown. Georgetown's obviously down this year as they try to rebuild with Ed Cooley, but anything can happen at Georgetown in a Big East game. And then Texas TCU is going to be a dogfight at TCU. Jamie Dixon, he always has his teams prepared. Oh, what else was there? I keep looking. You got Utah State, San Diego State. To most people that might think that's boring. To me, that's a friggin' awesome Mountain that late West game? game. That's 2.30. Ooh, it's awesome Mountain West game out there that I'm so excited to see. And we keep going. You got Oklahoma, who's dropped all the way down to 23rd now, by the way, at UCF. Uh, Going to be a Big 12 battle. UCF's tough at home. They beat Kansas at home, so never count them out. And then Houston at Kansas, probably the game of the day, either that or North Carolina Duke battling for the supremacy of Tobacco Road. And you got Houston at Kansas. I mean, holy crap. What a slate of games for Saturday. I'm so excited. I know I'm going to lose money, but it's going to be a great day. It's going to be a great day. Even the, I mean, look at the Big 12. I know we, we talked about them, but the standings that just remind me, I want to look at the standings. Sure. Because you know, Kansas is playing Houston. Yep. Kansas is four and three in conference. I know. It's not. <laughs> and they're number eight in the country. Texas is three and five. <laughs> Oh, dude, Texas last night. Oh, my gosh. They blew it against Houston. Yeah, they did. Oh, they had that dumb turnover 25 seconds ago in regulation with the ball, and it's tied. And Houston, by the way, I would, I think I would cut off a foot if Iowa became a rebounding team like them. I'd give my foot. I've never seen anyone attack the boards more relentlessly than Houston. It's completely insane to watch. Well, they can't score the ball, so they have this to be This is true. They're actually <laughs> – they, 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 they're practicing. They're like, this this is going on. This is not good. We got to go grab the ball. <laughs> I can't remember what uh, national uh, college basketball guy it was. They actually tweeted that Houston's best offense is a missed shot because no, they're going to get is. an offensive rebound and maybe a putback or draw a foul. When they made that run, uh, was it the two year, 
What, what did they go to the title final game? four 2000? Was it 21 or was it 20? I can't remember. Yeah, that no, year, 20, the season got canceled, so I think it was 21. Yeah, that year that that was literally their best offer. They would chuck the ball. I mean, they had they had some really great guards that year, too, but mm-hmm. their their wings would just fly to the glass and they get a wide open layup because no one can box them out. Nope, that was their best offense. Yeah, they're crazy to watch. Oh my gosh. All right. Holy cow. There was more we could talk about, but it's been an hour. We should probably go. I do want to mention um, some Caitlin Clark stuff next time around. Like I told you, I'm going to push the Caden Proctor football line stuff back to maybe spring. There's too much to talk about basketball right now. It's too much. My mind is spinning with college basketball. Basketball is just a great sport. That's why. I love it. I love it so much. Football, I was best at. Baseball is my favorite to play tied. Well, actually, probably tied with basketball. I was way better at football, but I loved playing basketball. I lived for like like 12 points and 12 rebounds. Just give me all the rebounds. I wanted to be eating rocks down there in the post. That's all I care about. Eating rocks. <laughs> Just, yeah, eating rocks, chewing on glass. I'm that guy that every other team hated, but you love to have me as a teammate. That was my goal. Mm. Those are the best teammates. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, check out the Iowa Event Center. Um, that's where you're going to see Kane Brown, and you have that awesome deal with us. Congrats to Zach Odin. Um, thank you, Terraplex Ag. Thank you, Channel Seed. And people, go check out DRF Sportsbook. Support a local company. Let's blow them up. We'd love to grow with them, see them have some great numbers, do some great things. And thank you to DRF Sportsbook for sponsoring this show. You got anything else, Jay Bo? Let's get a win tonight. Let's get a win, baby. Let's get a win. Uh, I think I think we deserve this win because this was my flu game. I've been holding a pee since four minutes into the show. Oh. The coffee's flowing. My bladder's about to explode. So this was my flu game. So the Hawks deserve a win. Having a pee is one of the biggest struggles ever in life. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I think a couple trickles might have come out in my underwear. That's all right. <laughs> as long as it didn't get on the ground, you're good. That's true all right uh nothing i love more than making memes with you on a tuesday buddy yes sir all right we'll catch you guys next time iowa everywhere